Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 19th episode of the Coffin Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Pumpkin, with me, as always, is my good friend, Richie. Richie, what's up? Oh, not much, buddy. The uh, season is almost done, crazily enough. December flew by. It did. I was distracted because I see BMZR, our German fan, right? Oh, nice. What's up? German football fan. Let's go. Hopefully, uh, maybe we'll get a a German team. Maybe they'll expand the NFL out of the country at some point. You know, it's funny. I actually just saw today that the... um, a uh, German player that was on Washington's practice squad, David Bada, was signed to their active roster for tomorrow's game. So he will be active, which is pretty cool. Nice. Well, that would be cool to get yeah. see him uh, get some play time in. Yes, sir. Nice. Nice. Is, this is random, but this is going to the Cardinals. Did I see that David Blau is starting for the Cardinals tomorrow? He is, yes, because uh, Trace McSorley played that poorly in his one start that they'd rather go with Blau. I was really hoping for a third rhyme there. <laughs> Trace McSorley played so poorly that they'd rather go with Blau. Oh, damn it. So close. Yeah. So close to the third one. I, I, I'm not that good of red at uh, improv, so I couldn't make a point. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, and yeah. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is out tomorrow, so Blau, he's uh, he's got his work cut out for him against the Falcons. I, I believe that's who they play. Well, speaking of DeAndre Hopkins, that leads right into top five fantasy disappointments of this year, and it's hilarious <laughs> to me because neither of us put him on his list, and I didn't even think about him. But the fact of the matter is, he came back, barely played with Kyler, barely played at all. And barely did anything at all this season. So I he 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 deserves to be on either of our lists. I think. I I drafted him in one league. Um, I, I, he had some pretty good games in there. Let me go check. Uh, I think his first yeah, two with actually, Kyler were good, and then after Kyler was gone, it was just somehow. Well, his first two, he scored uh, twenty one and thirty six, but then he still got fourteen, twenty, eighteen, twenty, fifteen, thirteen, and then last week one point four. So, so I, I mean, for a guy that missed six weeks, he, he had a pretty good run in the middle of the season. There, I'm okay with it. Yeah, the missing six weeks is a disappointment, but <laughs> that, we we knew that we knew going that... into the draft. Yeah, not really a 2022 disappointment. That was a summer disappointment. Yeah, you know, knowing that he was going to miss those games, that's like, okay, that's fine. I'll draft him later. But these guys that we're going to talk about, you know, we expected more of and and got just a big steaming pile of nothing. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that, that leads us into this list. Let's see. I know last week we did the, uh, the, the sleepers or people we didn't want to draft, but we ended up drafting in fantasy. And we went back and saw how they they did this year, which led us to want to kind of talk about just fantasy disappointments in general. So uh, my first one is uh, Chase Edmonds leaving the Cardinals, going to become the featured back in Miami and somehow not even being on Miami anymore. 
and not doing anything this season. So, yeah, that that one man, he had a lot of opportunity in Miami. They they, I mean, they signed I think Raheem Mostert too at the start of the season. So like they they had some running backs, but you know, watching him on the Cardinals, you thought, oh, this this guy is pretty talented, um, but just could never get anything going in Miami, and then goes to Denver, and and they're still playing Latavius Murray over him. So <laughs> right. I, I don't know what Chase Edmonds' problem is, <laughs> and and. And somehow Miami's starting Jeff Wilson at this point. Of all, Miles Gaskin, Mostert, it's just super disappointing. You got beat out by a guy from the 49ers that wasn't there, wasn't named Raheem Mostert there to start yeah, the year. Yeah, a, a different guy from the 49ers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> my, my number five um, is Aaron Rodgers uh, because, you know, when it comes to quarterbacks in fantasy, I do – like to wait a little bit to draft them like you know i don't like taking one in the third or fourth round um even though i guess i probably should at this point because i waited and, and took rogers because he's been the mvp the last two years and yeah he lost Devonte adams but hey come on it's aaron Rodgers, and yeah he's been a massive disappointment just all around um which if your quarterback's not performing in fantasy you're you're dead it's the guy so. that's supposed to get 25 to 30 points a game is getting 10 your team's in trouble exactly yeah and i took it and he was my quarterback in i I think at least two leagues maybe even three so that was that one hurt um i i mean i could have honestly put so many people on this list because i i had so many uh so many (laughs) bad picks in fantasy this year i only i made the playoffs in two leagues one one playoff game um, and I and I'm in eleven leagues. So when I say two leagues, like that's very low. <laughs> yeah, very small percentage there in the teens. Yes. In the teens, yes, somewhere in the team percentages. <laughs> well, I uh, some uh, we'll talk about my number one and get to how why this is an amazing feat. Actually, my number three's in here too. So the whole thing's kind of weird and washed. But I am in three out of four championship games of my league so that is pretty awesome (laughs) considering some of the names you're about to hear on these lists you would be surprised after your first one there but we'll get we'll get there for now i want to talk about cam Akers of the rams who was coming off an injury right everyone thought he was supposed to be like the number one back for the rams for the super bowl champions gonna be awesome and then he could pretty much played his way out of a starting before Daryl Henderson. So that was an odd start. He's he's come on strong here at the end, like, but that was after a patch of like seven weeks where they were trying to trade him. So yeah. um just super disappointing Cam Akers season. I don't even know if it's he'll been, be a Ram next year. It's been a really weird time to watch Cam Akers this year because like in the playoffs like earlier earlier this year he played well after his injury and everyone's like oh man he's primed to have a big season and then yeah he he like fumbles in week one and then gets benched for Darrell Henderson and then they they have rookies like Kyron Williams and and I don't remember the other guy's name that they're just playing over him and then all of a sudden they release Darrell Henderson and go back to Cam Akers and he starts playing well it's like he just woke up I guess it was so weird but yeah that's that's a tough one because he was he was a pretty high running back he probably was a third or fourth round pick yeah 
it's a lot like uh, J.K. Dobbins, right? Like a lot of people yeah. were able, you were going to be able to get yeah. Cam or J.K. in like the fifth, sixth, seventh round. Yeah, I should have put J.K. Dobbins on my list because I have I have him in in two weeks. So. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, yeah, who's your yeah. fourth then? So my number four, Darnell Mooney. Uh, and this mostly disappointing, the fact that I drafted him in the first place. Uh, but I did take him in two leagues. I, I you know, I, I believe in those leagues he was probably my first receiver even because uh, I always go running back heavy to start. And just a, a huge disappointment. Uh, I mean, even when Justin Fields was having his stretch of good games, Mooney either wasn't doing anything or wasn't even on the field. And, and he's already out for the rest of the year he's been out the last couple of weeks just an all-around really disappointing season for that guy and and now at this point it feels like he's not even the bears number one receiver with chase claypool on the team and whoever they end up signing or drafting next year like just he he went from being a potential breakout receiver this year to, to like a third option on his own team next year well it's like everyone was ranking him on the same level as amon Ra, basically to start the season. To start then, the year, yeah. <laughs> and then you look, look at the, the difference between those two. So yeah. I almost had the the other name you mentioned there on my list, and that was Chase Claypool, because when he started the season, he was the – between him and Deontay Johnson, right? Those were the two big names on the Steelers. Yeah. And you're like, you didn't really know what you were getting from <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. Um, but you know, I, I expected more out of a receiver. That's that good. And he did nothing there. And then he became, went to the bears where the bears can't throw the ball to receivers. So it was even worse. And so, yeah, I almost put chase Claypool on his actually you, my number five was chase Edmonds. And the only reason it became chase Edmonds, because it was chase Claypool written in number five. And then I just erased Claypool and put Edmonds there. <laughs> Could have just put the chases. Yeah, people <laughs> named Chase have been a disappointment. So, um, in one of the leagues I'm in the cha- championship, this is the one. This is okay. This is a whole story of a season right here, because Matthew Stafford disappointing, disappointing when he wasn't injured, disappointing that he got injured, disappointing to hear that he might retire. Glad he got his championship, but just tanked my season so hard in the, our dynasty league because my backup quarterback to Matthew Stafford was Trey Lance. Then it was uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. And since he's gone down, I've played Mike White, Gardner Minshew, um, Desmond Ritter. Like Matthew Stafford pretty much tanked an entire season for me somehow despite my bad quarterback play, not bad quarterback play, what you would think is bad quarterback play, I made the championship. I just picked people on the right weeks, like Mike White when he scores 35 points, or Gardner Minshew last week scoring 38 points. Just gotten lucky. So, But yeah, Matthew Stafford being hurt pretty much leaves my dynasty team in the worst spot possible for next season because I don't even know if Trey Lance will be the starter next year, if Brock Purdy can keep winning. And the that leaves me with no quarterbacks going on that team next year, except maybe Mike yeah. White if he wins the champion or if he wins that spot. 
I, I mean, I, I think if I remember correctly, in last week's Broncos game, uh, the Rams-Broncos, they said that Matthew Stafford uh, announced he was not retiring. Like, he, he told everybody, like, oh, I'm coming back next year. So he, he should be back next year unless something changes. That'll um, work. And then Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> if, you keep, if you've kept Garoppolo, um, he'll end up starting somewhere next year. So he'll have options. And Trey Lance, I think Trey Lance will still get – to start the season next season because of everything they invested in him. Right. But he may have a short leash um, if Brock Purdy does lead them on a deep playoff run. But, yeah. But I always, I, I always have Desmond Ritter, so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number splitting time with Melvin Gordon and then tore his ACL. So also played I mean, for the Broncos under Nathaniel yeah, Hackett, which wouldn't have been good if he had stayed healthy anyways. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that one's not so much his fault. It's an injury that sucks, but you want to talk about disappointments. Like literally I probably had that guy in four or five leagues. Um, and yeah, just got nothing out of him. Even when, even when he started like the first four or five weeks before he got hurt, he was splitting carries, probably had 10, 12 points a game. Like, just, um, Rick says, so he did break out. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, – he was almost my number one because that's probably the biggest disappointment just because there's the what, what if, what could have been aspect of getting hurt. Um, but there are people that I was angrier at, so I kept them at one and two. That makes sense to me. Well, uh, I didn't pick him in any leagues because I have never really thought that he was going to be anything. But I've never watched the Broncos either. There, if, Remember yeah, earlier the in the season where we were like, what's a team that if they win or lose, you don't even think about? Well, the Broncos are another one that's on that list for me. So, I, I remember watching him run last season. He, he led the league in yards after contact, too, or, or broken tackles, one of those two. Like, he, he was a a very vicious runner and just like really fun to watch and like everything in the offseason they're talking about like oh yeah he's primed to be like the next breakout running back next breakout running back and a nathaniel hackett you know splits carries with 30 some odd old melvin gordon because he's a stupid coach who has been <laughs> fired thank god yeah. um and then and then he gets hurt so it's just like yeah just super heartbreaking yep i'm with you oh uh, speaking of halfbacks this one art breaks my heart because another guy I have in the dynasty league that tried to tank my season, and that's James Robinson, who started off the year for the Swagwars doing really well, and yeah. then Etienne decided he wanted to do really well, and then the Jags were like, "Well, let's just end this clogged backfield and change trade James Robinson to the Jets, who just lost Brees Hall." Which sounds like the perfect situation for James Robinson, except James Robinson did not play and has not played, despite being healthy, for the Jets at all in favor of Michael Carter, Donovan. Is it Donovan Knight? Is that his name? Something. Donovan Knight. Donovan Knight. There you go. Yeah. Yes. So just. I, I, it confuses me 
why they traded for the guy and then just let him go. Hopefully his contract's up at the end of the year and I can see him go somewhere else. So he'll still be fantasy relevant for me and I don't have to drop him outright, but we shall see. We shall see. Because it was a yeah, big question that's... mark going into this season with his injury, but now it's even worse. Yeah, that's a it's a tough one. I, I I remember when he got traded and the thought was like, oh man, he's like he is such a talented running back and he's going to a team that needs a running back, but I don't know what the hell. Uh they just don't like him in New York, I guess. Which really sucks because in most of my championships, there I have at least I've been having to sign free agent halfbacks to fill the spot for all these injured halfbacks. And two of the three championship teams, I have James Robinson, but I know if I play him, he's like the fourth string on the team and he's not going to do anything. So it's like Zach Moss. Zach Moss has been the guy I've picked up in two of those leagues. So if I end up having to play them, at least I know that guy was getting 19 to 25 carries last two weeks. So we'll see what happens, but. Yeah. Who's your Well, two? speaking of uh, halfbacks, let's go halfbacks. Yeah. So Najee Harris, uh, my Dude. first round pick in in multiple leagues. I don't know what that like has been healthy. I, I don't even think he's missed a game, maybe one, but he's just dead nothing. He's, <laughs> he's getting the ball, not doing anything with it. Like it's just what a what a ridiculous season after after playing well last year in his rookie season and. You know, they've got a rookie quarterback this year, so you think, oh, let's lean on the run game, take pressure off the quarterback. Just absolute disappointing, uh, heartbreaking. You take a first-round pick, and if they get hurt, you know, there's that that factor of, oh, okay, they got hurt. There's nothing, like, nothing can be done about that. Mm -hmm. But when they just play poorly or they just don't do anything, that's worse because it's just, you know, you're it's – Every time, every game, I'm like, he's he's getting carries. He's involved in the offense. He's just not doing anything. Um, yeah, I'm looking yeah. at him. He's had single-digit carries in only one game. And in every game, the closest he got to 100 yards was 99 on the 13th of November. Yeah. And that is the best he's done as far as yards. And he had one game where he scored two of his six touchdowns on the season. So in the first eight weeks, he had one rushing touchdown. Yeah, it's it's oof. from my first round. And that's why I started zero and eight in in like most leagues because my first round pick wasn't doing anything. Yeah, well, first and second, you got Javante oh, yeah. and Najee, and you're like, well, I'm not getting any points from the running back position. Yep, and then my third round pick was J.K. Dobbins, and my fourth round pick is my number one that I'll get to. So yeah, there's a reason <laughs> I had just the worst fantasy team like season ever. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, sticking my number one, sticking to the uh, the bad quarterback play for my teams, um, Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson has to be the number one on every disappointing list that exists. Hyped to the moon with Nathaniel Hackett coming from well, he came from what, Green Bay as a coordinator with Matt Lafleur coming they got russell wilson look we got freaking javante williams Cortland sutton uh jerry judy we got albert o half of almost all the names on that offense are forgettable sutton has had a decent season but almost every single person on the broncos that you thought was going to have a good season has not 
and it all boils down to how badly Russell Wilson has played. I mean, when when the running joke for an entire season is whether Russell Wilson will, will be able to throw more touchdowns than he has bathrooms in his house, and that joke keeps going almost the entire season, that that's just absolutely terrible quarterback play from a guy that's won an MVP and won a Super Bowl. So very very confusing. He was a he was a he was the quarterback on two of my uh three teams. Three two of my four teams. Then Matthew Stafford was another and then the other one which wasn't half not half as bad as Russell Wilson as far as disappointing, but it he got switched out with Jared Goff and you know how much I hate Jared Goff. Um that is Jared Goff and Tom Brady were the other team. So, yeah. And speaking of another disappointment, Tom Brady. But like I said, not half as bad as Russell Wilson. So, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you you factor in everything the Broncos gave up to get him and then paid him a bunch of money and the, you know, Broncos country, let's ride. Like, all that stuff. Like, <laughs> what a just a unbelievably disappointing season just for Russell Wilson. I mean – almost completely has changed how people view him as a quarterback because now it becomes more about, oh, it was Pete Carroll's system more than it was about Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. um, which is just, yeah, it, it's insane. It, <laughs> well, my number one, um, <laughs> I've, I've talked about sense. him. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Just, uh, uh, not only is the tight end position already hard enough to draft, but when you draft a tight end in the fourth round <laughs> and and they give you uh, let's uh, I pulled it up because I was actually curious 4 4 14 all right respectable 4 11 4 what is what is 4 why is that his favorite thing ever 19 and I remember that game because everyone's like oh finally they finally figured out how to get the ball to Kyle Pitts nope Five, five, seven out for the year, week twelve. I, I mean, that's just so frustrating. Not only those are tar- those are those are points. Those are his points. Okay, I'm like, points. Yeah. was he talking about yards? Because hey, that's terrible. No. Receptions. Yeah, well, I'm like, he had a 19 worse. reception game. What? <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, it, it, it's just taking a tight end that early is is risky, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so that hurts. And then the hype, the breakout potential, uh, just it's so frustrating. Like, I, I'm mad at Najee Harris because he was my first-round pick, but he stayed healthy the entire season. Kyle Pitts, not only did he underperform, and then he missed half the year. So, like, it's just <laughs> so unbelievably frustrating. And, and, and again, Javante Williams has been, you know, as a second-round pick, hurt, you know, hurt me more. But he got hurt. That's not, you know, uh, you know that that sucks. And and um, tearing his ACL, like Kyle Pitts was was doing nothing and then got hurt. Like at least Javante Williams was doing something before he got hurt. He wasn't doing great, but he was doing something. Four points out of my tight end. I could have drafted Trey McBride and played him and gotten the exact same amount of points. Like just no. ugh, sickening. <laughs> For sure. But yeah, that's and I think both of us, you know, as we we're going through this list, we know that that we could have had another 
five people on each of our lists. We could have had a top ten fantasy disappointments this season. It has been a rough season fantasy-wise, which is why, like, congratulations to you being in three championships, man. That's To make it through this season and be in three championship games this weekend is pretty damn impressive. I'll tell you what, this week's been a nightmare trying to figure out who is going to play and who isn't. Because it's I'm teetering on the edge of this questionable guy might or might not play. And to, for me, it's like, all right, well, if he plays, I might have a good chance of points. If he doesn't, I'm going to be putting in this guy that might get four points. So <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, I know. Super it's, stressful. It's every every year it happens around fantasy championship because people start getting hurt at the end of the year. People start getting shut down if their teams are out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody on Twitter that's like, that said, you change fantasy championships to week 16. It's like... That ain't gonna uh, change just gonna, much. Like, They're well, already yeah, not like, in week eighteen. Like, oh, and then you've got you know, then you've got more bye weeks during the playoffs. Like, I'm mad enough that we have bye weeks in week fourteen, which is the start of the playoffs. Like, yeah, they, they, it's it's annoying enough, but and then it's like, well, if we push the championship earlier, then you're gonna have to start the playoffs earlier, so you have more bye weeks. Like, mm-hmm. it's just yeah, it's it is what it is. Um, you just have to you know hope for the best and. Uh, already this week, I saw you know DeAndre Hopkins is out now for tomorrow. We got you know guys like Jonathan Taylor have already been shut down. So it is it is rough. It is rough, but hopefully hopefully you've got a deep enough bench to help you through, and hopefully Dalton Schultz's twenty six points on Thursday doesn't uh, kill you in me. the one league. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we shall see. All right, well, let's move on to our week 16 review. You know, we missed last week's podcast. We're not gonna we're not gonna go back and review week 15 because it's been two weeks now already. So, um, we'll just enjoy your with... Christmas break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Christmas uh, and and me being sick. That's that's why we missed the podcast last yeah. week. Uh, so this is gonna be a pretty quick review because none of these games really stood out to me after you know when looking back at them. Bills Bears. Bears lost the Bills. I mean, that's like the sun came up in the morning or, or the <laughs> sky was still blue. Like, what did you expect here? Um, Panthers-Lions. This one actually hurt because the Lions... Oh, that was so bad. They had, the worst if Christmas they had won this game, ever. I think they would have been the seventh seed right now. So, they would be. They wouldn't yeah. be fighting for their playoff lives. The problem is I the first drive, they gave up two rushes of over 30 yards, and I'm like, this is going to end badly. And throughout the entire game, I think they had seven rushes of 30-plus yards to go with never being stopped rushing. So I don't know what happened. They had one of the best rushing defenses over the last, like, eight weeks and then just decided they did not know how to tackle. Or, you know, who, who even was that? Chuba Howard and Chuba, Hub, Chuba Hubbard and, and Donta Foreman. Yeah. That's who we couldn't stop? And then got blown out by the freaking Panthers who traded their best players away. I don't know, man. That was just those two running backs ran disappointment. for two hundred and ninety yards against the Lions. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's fucking insane. And the fact that that ninety yards. The fact that's it is surprising to me because <laughs> I just remember so many big plays, and that's all they wound up with. I, I, that game was hard. I almost turned it off. I was at my, I was at my in-laws' house. I was, you know, I had my PlayStation right there, ready to play anything but watch football, and I almost <laughs> turned it off. It was just that disappointing. 
Yeah, that's that is a really rough. I mean, credit to Steve Wilkes. You know, we've talked about how the Panthers are are playing really well under him. Um, but when they in this game, uh, really wanted the Lions to get that win because again, I mean, they would have they would have knocked the Commanders out to be the number seven seed, and and frankly, they deserve it more than the Commanders do right now. Um, I'm looking at Goff stats from that game. Goff has been playing the best he's played since his Super Bowl run. Uh, that's awesome. But yeah, you know they needed to get the win. Luckily, the Lions have the Bears this week. That that should be a, a walk in the park. <laughs> well, I should have known on the first drive when we got to the inside the ten, and then Goff fumbled the ball for his first first uh, turnover in like six games. I'm like, oh great, like we can afford to Is not score. Omen? Like we can afford <laughs> to not score after they just ran the ball down our throats to go go up seven to zero. So, yeah. yeah, once they fumbled that ball and then they ran down our throats again to make it 14-0, I'm like, this is going to be ugly. I don't like this. Please let me off this ride. Chrissy, wake up. <laughs> I um, don't like this. <laughs> Saints-Browns, uh, the only thing I remember about this game is it was like, uh, it felt like negative 28 uh, because of the wind chill in that game. Like, And there were fans there. I mean, Browns fans even, like, Credit to Browns fans for showing up for that game on Christmas Eve. I sure as hell wouldn't have been there. Uh, but the Saints get the win. They they passed the ball 15 times because of how freaking cold it was. The Browns passed it like 40 some odd times. I don't know what they were thinking. Give the ball to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, but yeah, Saints get the win. Seahawks, Chiefs, Chiefs win. The Seahawks, uh, their playoff hopes are, are kind of dwindling. They're still in the running, but... You know, they're behind the the Lions and the Commanders and the Packers right behind them. So a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of things need to fall their way for the Seahawks to sink into the playoffs, which is crazy because a couple weeks ago they were the number one seed in that division. So Yeah, they've, they've fallen off, a, like, bad. Yeah, they've had a very rough second half of the season. Well, Geno Smith, like, that story was awesome until it wasn't, and then it wasn't. Yeah, like at all. No one's no one's talking about Geno Smith anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm now it's all about Brock Purdy. I really want to see his stats in the last. Let's see here. I'm going to the game log for Geno, and I mean, he actually is still doing well. In the last five games, he's gone for three twenty eight, three sixty seven, two sixty four, two thirty eight, two fifteen. He's had a. Uh, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten touchdowns to five interceptions. So, I mean, he's not doing terrible. They just they lost the magic touch. Yeah. Well, so, and it might be, uh, you know, it might be the defense too. Um, Pickle figured him out. <laughs> yeah. Opponent's but defense does well. They they've uh, they've still got a chance to make the playoffs, but they they definitely need a lot of help now. Um, Giants, Vikings, I, I call this, these are two playoff pretenders. Um, the Vikings beat the Giants by like three. I, I've said it for weeks. They're not that good of a team and will probably lose their first round matchup. And I believe the Giants are, you know, not that good either. and will probably lose theirs. Like the Giants tied the commanders and then barely beat them and lost to the Vikings. Like they're still going to be the sixth seed barring some ridiculous collapse. Uh, but, you know, the sixth seed, they'd be going against 
uh, the third seed, which would probably end up being Dallas. No, San Francisco. Um, so, yep. yeah, don't see them winning that game. If Justin Jefferson was not on the Vikings, they would be absolutely terrible. Yes. He is literally the one propping that entire team up. And if he was not there, Adam Thielen would not be that guy. And the uh, Justin Jefferson getting, all, you know, 100 to 200 yards a game with multiple touchdowns is what's kept them 12 and 3. And that's it. Like, I picked the yep. Giants in this game, and I was almost right. You were. It was a, it was a close game, but um... – yeah, that's why neither team really to me stands out as as um, anybody that's going to make a playoff run. You know, the Giants are buoyed by having a, a great start to the year, so they're going to make the playoffs. But yeah. they've really—it's like the Seahawks—they've come back down to earth. Um, but uh, yeah, Bengals, Patriots—not much to talk about here. Bengals are on a winning streak. They, this is—you know—last year they did the same thing. They just started getting really hot in December come playoff time. And that led them all the way to the Super Bowl. I don't know if it's going to lead them there again, but uh, Joe Burrow definitely looks like he is in playoff form. Yeah, he Falcons, uh, Ravens. They look what? they look ridiculously good. The Bengals. Yes, I pick. Spoiler alert! I pick the Bengals over most teams right now. The way they're playing. Yeah, yeah, they. <laughs> it's going to be you know it's funny the AFC has some has some really good. Um, playoff teams the the bills the chiefs the Bengals. um you know i'm happy the chargers are in it the jaguars right now like there's there's some teams that i'm like oh yeah i could see them making runs uh and then i look at the nfc and i'm like i i don't see the giants the vikings uh the commanders right now like none of those teams are teams that i i think can pull off any you know well, great the difference is runs the difference is the afc has teams that are surging right now and everyone in the playoff hunt for yeah. the NFC is falling apart. So it's just hard to see anything from the NFC being the winner of the Super Bowl, considering how strong all the AFC teams look. So, yeah. and I just looked, Absolutely. the Bengals are on a seven game win streak. That's, That's just yeah. insane. That is, that is fantastic. So. Excuse me. Um, Falcons, Ravens, it was a boring-ass game. Desmond Ritter, eh, he was all right in his first start. Tyler Huntley filling in for Lamar Jackson gets the win. I believe it, it got the Ravens into the playoffs as well. I believe they've locked up uh, playoff spots. So, you know, Lamar should be back by then. Good for them. I hope so, because that would be a boring game with Huntley starting. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, Texans, Titans. Texans get the win over the Titans, who we've been saying for weeks are, are a bad team in a worse division. Yeah. Um, but now the Jaguars have leapfrogged them for first place in the AFC South. And next week's game, Jaguars-Titans, um, is for the division. doesn't matter what the Jaguars do this week. The Titans can still win the division if they beat them next week. That's really cool. Uh, I'm really excited for the Jaguars. Or the Swagwires, we should say. I say I would rather watch the Swagwires in the playoffs than Absolutely. the uh, than the Titans. Sorry, Titans yes. fans. Not only that, but the Titans have already shut down Ryan Tannehill, uh, and they're going with Josh Dobbs or Malik Willis. I, they went with Josh, Josh Dobbs on Thursday. Dobbs? Yeah, I, I don't know. You have Malik Willis, Malik and you Willis. go with Josh Dobbs. 
I think that's just how bad Malik Willis is. He, he, it's like Trace McSorley. Like, we saw enough. Your one game was enough. Now we're going to pick somebody up and just start them off the street. Um, Josh Roshan. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Roshan. I'm surprised he's not starting for the Cardinals this week. Yeah, Can you imagine they bring back Josh Rajan to start I, for the Cardinals? I, I, they should. Like they should. Point, that would actually make people David watch Blah, them. Yes, if you're starting David Blau, David Blah, however it's said, <laughs> Blah like, is an like, accurate description. Yeah, David Man. <laughs> yes, I would absolutely be more excited if they're like we re-signed Josh Rosen just for the hell of it. I would yes. be like, I'm down. Let's watch this game. <laughs> I'm in for that. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Texans, good for the Texans getting the win. Titans don't belong in the playoffs, and I'm glad that I don't think they're going to beat the Jaguars next week, so they shouldn't be in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, Commanders 49ers, back to Wentz. Yep, it, it, I've been waiting for this moment because Ron Rivera has – been saying like basically the Taylor Heineke is a very short leash and he lost to the Giants Sunday night two weeks ago then they play the 49ers which to be fair is a team no one thought they were going to beat um, but they went back to Wentz in the fourth quarter anyways and Wentz actually in his one drive played very well 12 of 16 for 120 yards and a touchdown can he do it for a full game against the Browns on Sunday I don't know um, I, I it's funny at this point, they, they, they're going to give up a third-round pick in, in the trade with the Colts. There's no way they can give up a second-round pick. They, he, Wentz would have had to have played 70% of the snaps. Can't, mm-hmm. It's too late in the year. So, fine. Start Wentz the last two weeks. But now the fear, in, in for me, is that Wentz is going to play well enough for them to decide to re-sign him in the offseason. And, and pay him stupid money that he doesn't deserve. Kyler Murray he, money. Yeah, well, not that <laughs> but, but, I mean, like right now, I think he's making like $29 million this year. So, like, okay, pay him $25. No, that's probably too much. He can make $20 next year. I don't know. Whatever it ends up being, it, it's going to be too much. Because he'll then go into next year and fall flat on his face. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, we just re-signed this guy for three years or whatever. Like, it's just the, the best option for the commanders at this point is that Wentz goes out there tomorrow and shits the bed. They lose and get eliminated from the playoffs. And then in week 18, you just start Sam Howell, we'll see what you have in him. And then we go to the offseason knowing we need an entirely new quarterback who is not on this roster. Because Heineke's a free agent. Wentz is a free agent. I don't want either one of them back. Because every time Heineke's on the team, everyone's going to be like, oh, start Heineke. We win with him. We win with him. We don't win because of him. I, I'd like to find a quarterback that when, when they're on the field with the ball, when I'm they, not biting my when, nails thinking, what the fuck is this guy going to do now? That when the defense has a bad game, you are not, you know, don't know you're going to lose because the quarterback exactly. can still win it for you. Or if we need to drive down and, and get into field goal range, I can think, okay, yeah, I have faith that this guy can do it. Not, you know, like, oh, oh he's going to throw a pick. We better just run the ball. Mm. It's, it's yeah. And I'm not saying, oh, they need to trade up and, and get somebody in the first round. But there's there's options. Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield. Like, there's going to be free agency options. Derek Carr is going to be available by trade. Like, just do something different. I, I, I don't – Wentz isn't the guy – 
he, he, he's not, he didn't suddenly become a good quarterback after he broke his finger. Mm-hmm. Like, he had his, his year in 2017. Ever since then, he was kind of eh. And then he played for us in the beginning of the season, was very meh. Like, he's not suddenly going to have woken up and been like, oh, yeah, it's 2017 me again. It's five years ago, and I'm going to go out there and, and, you know, be an MVP candidate. Like, it's not going to happen. Um, but we'll see. It's going to be a fun offseason, man. That's all I know. It's going to be a fun offseason. Um, but, yeah, commander's loss. What do you do? Eagles, Cowboys. The Cowboys get the win, but I, I'm actually impressed with how Gardner Minshew played in, in relief of Jalen Hurts. You mentioned it. You started him in fantasy. He played very well. Um, I, You know, if he could have pulled off the upset, that would have been pretty damn heroic. But the fact that he played as well as he did in relief, um, you know, good good for them. In Dallas. Yeah, in Dallas in a hostile environment. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Dallas gets the win. They're still – two games i think or a game and a half behind philly for uh the, the division I, I don't i don't think they're gonna get there philly's philly was not gonna lose the next two games uh raiders and steelers i just talked about it. Derek carr is gonna be available by trade because he has been benched uh yeah, crazy to me that they would trade for Devonte adams knowing that he is you know Derek carr's best Derek friend carr. Yes, and, and then now bench they're going Derek to get rid of Derek Carr in the offseason. So Good is luck. Devontae Adams also going to be gone in the offseason? I, I don't know. It's like Josh McDaniels, man. Just, just he knows what he's doing. Well, who are they um, starting? Some weird-named guy? I don't uh, remember. Oh, gosh, yeah. I can't remember. Jared Stidham. Um, yes, he, okay. Yeah, he started for the Patriots a couple years ago when Brady was suspended and then Garoppolo got hurt, um, Stidham, I believe it was Stidham, started. Yeah, I thought this guy was old. I'm like, what do you expect out of this person? We already know who they are and what they are. Yeah, but Josh McDaniels coached him in in New England, so he's he's all about the guy, I guess. Yeah, that worked really well for Brian Hoyer. Yeah. I I coached Hoyer in in New England. Hoyer will be amazing. No. Not everyone is Tom Brady. Sorry. Just because he nope. was a backup to a great player doesn't mean he's going to be a great player. But that's what everybody wants to believe. He, <laughs> he was he's, he was near Brady in the locker room, so he's just as good. He brushed uh, his yeah. arm against him one time. and it was... yeah. The magic. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Steelers got the win. Uh, Packers-Dolphins. This game was disappointing, A, because I wanted Green Bay to lose so everyone would stop talking about their playoff chances. But also because Tua Tagovailoa got another concussion that nobody realized during the game. He goes on to throw three interceptions in the fourth quarter and everybody's making fun of him. And it's like, oh, it's because he's concussed. Oh, because the man who's been out multiple games this season for nasty hits is concussed again. And the team is so inept that they leave him on the field. And then the NFL came out today and said, oh, the Dolphins aren't going to get in trouble because he didn't show any symptoms of being concussed. So how could they have known? It's like, you watch the guy in the fourth quarter and think, what the hell happened to him? And you said this. First off, the man got hit and could barely walk, was taken off the field, and you brought him back in the second half of the first game he got hit. Yep. I don't... Whatever you say past that point, I don't believe you. Oh, he didn't show any signs. Okay, 
totally believe you as if right. you wouldn't just throw him out on the field anyway because you've already done that. And then you did it again a week later with a short with a short time between games, four days later, and he got another concussion. And But we, we're not supposed to think you don't know what the hell you're talking about? Get out of here. Oh, he didn't yeah, show any signs. Clearly whoever's Miami's neurologist doctor um, I has feel, no idea what a concussion looks like. I feel so bad for Tua because if, you, if you're a competitive person, you want to play. And even he might have even known he was concussed. But being competitive, most of those guys just want to be on the field. So he's not pulling himself out of the game. That's what the medical people are for. And if they're not doing their job, they're putting him in danger. Yeah. I don't know. Just try. Exactly. It's, it's just, uh, it's a whole mess. And it's upsetting to me that the Dolphins apparently are just going to keep getting away with this because it can lead to long-term health yeah, Don't be surprised. Too. Don't be surprised if you have another Andrew Luck here. And he just says, I'm yeah. not going to do this anymore. Yeah, I'm going to stop getting my head bounced off the turf like a damn basketball. And then them pretending I was fine and not taking any ownership of their stupidity. Uh, Broncos, Rams. Rams destroyed the Broncos and it got Nathaniel Hackett fired. So Merry Christmas. Thank you, LA, for that. I, I can't be happy about that. You can't be happy? I cannot. The Rams continue to win and their pick continues uh, to get worse. So screw yes. that. Stop winning. You're not supposed to be doing that. Keep losing. That is what you are supposed to be doing. Well, I will be happy because it got Nathaniel Hackett fired, and it also is just Baker Mayfield once again um, showing why he is a good quarterback, despite what everybody in Cleveland wanted to say about him. I love that guy's personality and his passion and what he does on the field. It's like if Taylor Heineke could actually throw the damn ball. Um, Maybe he'll be in a commander next year. I, I'd be more than happy to have him as a commander next year. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell they're going to do, frankly. I, I never thought for a second we would have traded for Carson Wentz, and that happened. So I don't know. Yes. Um, but yeah, going to be fun to see where he does end up, though. Matt Bucks, Ryan. Cardinals. You're just going to uh, keep taking the Colts hand handovers. <laughs> Matt Ryan will be the quarterback. And of the we'll Commanders. trade another fucking second round pick for him, probably. Bucks and Cardinals, man, this one hurt. Um, you know, Trace McSorley got the start because Kyler and Colt were both hurt. Didn't play great, but the defense did. And I mean, they were really doing doing well against Tom Brady for the first three and a half quarters, ten point lead in the fourth quarter, and then sure enough, Tom Brady. Leads him to tie the game, force overtime, and kick a field goal to win it in overtime because he's Tom Brady and that's what he does. <laughs> um, just more heartbreak for the Cardinals. But with the Rams winning and the Texans winning and a lot of the bad teams winning, it helped their draft pick. So It did. It did help their draft pick. Actually, um, I'm going to pull up right now and see. They are right now fourth, which is pretty awesome. Um, because there's some good defenders at the top of the draft, and they desperately need someone to replace J.J. Watt now that he's retiring. Um, so we shall see how that goes. Yep. Oh, right. uh, well, by the way, the Rams, the Rams winning pushed them down to the seventh pick, so got to freaking love that. Four to seven. Would, uh, I would get comfortable with Jared Goff as your quarterback next year because I don't think the Lions are going to be drafting on the first round anymore. 
If they do, it'll probably be the end of the first round. Yeah. With their other pick. <sighs> All right. That All was right. week 16. Now let's uh, go on to week 17, Thursday night four play. You unfortunately did not get to place one because yeah. you were in California. I lost my foreplay because California still doesn't allow sports betting for some reason. I did not realize that either. That uh... I went to do, I went to do, I went to do sports betting on uh, New Year's or Christmas Eve, and it would not let me. It said location not verified. You are not allowed to bet here, and I'm like, what? Kind of. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I. For some reason, I thought it was like national at this point. Uh, well, it's, that's the thing about California, right? It's like, hey, well, legalize weed, but you, we don't sports betting. That's just not allowed. Yeah, weed's legal, but you can't smoke menthol cigarettes anymore. Yeah, what? What's happening here? Oh man. Um, all right. So, well, you didn't get to do one. I did do a Thursday night foreplay, and for the second week in a row—well, not the second week, but the second foreplay in a row—I won. <laughs> I got uh, all four of mine. Ezekiel Elliott anytime touchdown. Dak Prescott over nine and a half rushing yards. He only got eleven, so he barely made it. Uh, Cowboys by nine and a half and under forty-seven and a half points. So yeah, that's the last playing? two four plays I've done. Boom. Who did they play again? Titans. Oh, yeah, right. Great pick. With Josh Dobbs, the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was yes. good job. Yes, no no Titans that. picks on there. Huh. Actually, no. there's a Titans pick under 47. Yeah, pick them under to 47 not now. score a lot of points. I honestly, like, the, the Cowboys, I think the line was 13 and a half, and they did get 14, but... I was a little nervous for a while because they were they were up by like ten. I'm like, all right, this this works, but if Tennessee kicks a field goal, I'm gonna lose my my foreplay. But then um, Dallas got ten points in the fourth quarter and was good to go. So all right. I'll well, take it. Now, uh, looking at this week seventeen it's... preview, the last two weeks have not been kind to me. Um, yes, last we left the podcast, you were ahead by three in the picks, and mm -hmm. now I am ahead by one. You're ahead by one, and I have three more losses than you. Good old bonus, just messing with these numbers. Um, week 15, you went 13 and three. Very nice. I went 10 and six. Still not bad. We had three differences that week, and I got all of them. Like, that's that's how quickly it can swing, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then last week, we only had one difference, and you got that one. So that put you the one game ahead. Yep. And uh, the three difference is what gave me the three extra losses on you because I had – I was up ahead in losses, I believe, last time. I had I less losses were, than you. Yeah, you did, um, because you've also you've gotten more bonuses than I have. So you have more losses, but you don't have as many less wins because you've gotten more of your bonuses right. Um, Thank God for that. Very <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> At least it's close. It wasn't looking like it was going to be close towards the beginning of the year. Brought it back, was winning for a while. You know, I'm like the Lions. I'll make it close, and then I'll just blow it at the end. You'll give, you'll give, uh, you'll give hope, but then still lose. And just, just <laughs> snatch it away. 
take it right from snatch the as the saying goes snatch defeat from the jaws of victory yes exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's start off with the first game of the week that is the cardinals at the falcons falcons are favored by six the falcons suck so them to be favored by six shows you how much faith they have in david bleh on the Cardinals. Yes. so um i don't know how how much how much faith do you have in david bleh uh, David Blair without DeAndre Hopkins, I had zero faith. Now I have negative faith. So I'm definitely going with the Falcons. I've watched David Blair as a Lions fan start <laughs> games, and you might as well um, look into a fan because that's more entertaining. So just watch a fan spin around. Just watch him a fan spin. Well, it sounds like we're both going with the Falcons. Uh, there is no way I am picking Mr. Blair. So. Bears at Lions. Um, I think the Lions will win simply for the fact that the Lions ran all over the Bears last time they played. Both Swift and Jamal are healthy this game, and we have all of our receivers back. So the only thing that's you know, the only thing, the literal only thing you have to worry about is. Um, Justin Fields running all over the lines again, especially after last week. So yeah, I'm going to take the Lions reluctantly, but uh, I don't think it's going to be as far apart as it seems. Yeah, the line is six, which I I feel is pretty high, um, but I'm I'm going to take the Lions. Obviously, I, I as much as as a Commanders fan. For us to make the playoffs this week, we need the Lions, Seahawks, and Packers to all lose. If all three of those teams lose and we beat the Browns, we actually lock up the seven seed a week early. Mm -hmm. Is that going to happen? Hell no, it's not going to happen. The Bears aren't going to beat the Lions. The Bears have no offense besides Justin Fields' legs. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with the Lions, and I'm actually going to make this my bonus. I'm using it early. Um, oh, wow. That's how much faith I have in the Lions to, to beat Chicago at home. That literally gives me a reason to be mad at you if they lose. <laughs> so much confidence. <laughs> That's how confident I am. Let's do it. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. I can't, I can't have confidence in my own team. I can have confidence in your team. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll take that since I don't. But that works for me. And they are at home. They are the commanders then. They are at the Lions in the Lions house. So that is a good In game. the Lions den. Come on. Why didn't you you could have said it right there? The pride is going to be there. So uh Broncos at the Chiefs. The Chiefs favored by 12 and a half points. Um if even if the Broncos were at home, I still wouldn't pick them. I think it might give me more pause but there's no way the broncos beat the chiefs at at the chiefs That's i i agree i don't think the broncos win this game however i do believe the broncos keep it close because they have a lot of talent they've just been poorly coached now that the coach is out of the way i think there is the chance that all of a sudden like they, they play up to, maybe not up to what everybody expected, but a lot closer than they have been. So Who is their I think interim? the Broncos, uh, I, don't, I don't even 
I'm about better to than, look at better it. than Nathaniel Hackett. That's all I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I because like okay, the Chiefs by twelve and a half. I bet the Broncos to cover that. That that's an easy cover to me. I think the Broncos aren't going to get lose by thirteen to the Chiefs. I think they'll lose by five, six, seven. Um, but they will still lose. I'm still going with the Chiefs because it is the Chiefs at home in December, especially Mahomes is like immortal in December. But I do. I have faith that the Broncos are, are going to show more life than they have all season. Wait, wait a minute. Jerry Rosberg is the interim head coach. Jerry Rosberg was the guy that was brought in to assist Nathaniel Hackett in game management earlier in the year. So he hired his own replacement. Yes, Ooh, and that's... Rosberg came in after Hackett was fired and fired two coaches. <laughs> He fired the special teams coach and the offensive line coach. Immediately. Oh, that, so, that sucks, man. I didn't even know interim coaches could fire people. That's just. Yeah, that's that's how much power they that he gave him. He was just like, do my job for me. Well, <laughs> now he really is. <laughs> it's crazy to me. All right, uh, next up, you've got the Dolphins at the Patriots. The Patriots favored by two and a half points. This one's tough. Um, well, who, obviously, two is it Teddy Bridgewater playing. starting? It's Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. Well, I gotta, I gotta go back and see how did Bridgewater do when he covered for Tua earlier in the season. Because I, I, I do want to take the Dolphins. I do want... Let's see here. What, what game was that? I don't even remember. Um, they lost he to the Vikings. lost to the Vikings. He lost to the Bengals. I mean, those are two tough teams. Um, gosh, I just... I. Um, the Patriots are at home. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Patriots. Um I hate I hate it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on the side of Belichick in this one. Belichick at home, divisional opponent. Ted Bridgewater starting I I do think that he'll scheme a defense to to shut down the Dolphins. All right. Well, since I need different ones, and I believe Teddy Bridgewater, who had almost 275 yards and two touchdowns against the Vikings, who are supposedly good, will be able to take on the uh, the Patriots. So I'm in yeah. The you know, it, with the it was the two interceptions that turned me off when I when I looked at that stat. I was like, he threw two picks against the Vikings defense, and I don't know. Patriots do have a good defense. It's a tough one though. That was a toss up. So yeah. <laughs> Well, we shall see how that uh, that turns out. I probably, if you had picked the Patriot or the Dolphins, I probably would have stayed with the Dolphins and not picked the Patriots. So yeah. this was should the I only be, way should, it would have been should different. Should I be a, a dick then and switch my pick? No, okay. <laughs> no, you mean you could? I could, but that'd be so. <laughs> that'd be so underhanded. <laughs> Colts at the Giants. This one's pretty easy. Giants. Uh, 
I don't even know who's starting at quarterback for the Colts. Is it still Nick Foles? Like, <laughs> yeah, he started last week, so I don't think yeah. they've, they've taken him out. They're not but Nick Foles was absolutely—he was absolutely terrible last week. Foles he was. was so he was. Yeah, Foles is old that, now, uh, though. Poor Foles. He had he had the stretch run in the playoffs and won a Super Bowl. That's all his his entire career boils down to that. Like. <laughs> Uh, ridiculous. All right, Saints and Eagles. Eagles favored by five and a half. I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to play in this game, but I'm still picking the Eagles. Minshew played uh, pretty well last week. I think he can do it against the Saints. And I realize the Saints have been playing well lately, but I don't think that the Saints are playing well enough to beat them. <laughs> yeah, same. So, you know, same, same. Yeah, Saints have beaten the Falcons and the Browns. That's the teams they've beaten recently. Lost to the Bucks and the 49ers. So they they only beat good teams or bad teams. Don't even play well against good teams. Uh, Panthers at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are favored by three and a half. It's just the Panthers have been playing so well. Um, they, yeah, yeah. Gosh, but I'm still gonna go with the Bucks. Well, I I feel like I have to go with the Panthers simply for the fact that they absolutely destroyed the Lions last week. And they've been That's playing fair. up to every team they've played, and the Buccaneers aren't that far up. In my opinion, no, they're not. Them, fact, so. I, it's it is very close, but um, I just I something about Tom Brady, man. That dude just finds ways to win. It's frustrating. <laughs> Browns at Commanders. Commanders one and a half. I can't believe the Commanders are favored in this game. Just just first and foremost, um, I don't the know Browns. That. Money line is plus 110 right now on FanDuel, and that's just free money. I'm picking the Browns. I don't, I don't, I don't understand how Vegas thinks the commanders are going to win this game. Yes, we're home, so I'm guessing that like we're favored because we're home. We get that little swing right there, but even then, you're, you're talking about Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, Miles Garrett, Jade, Jadavian Clowney. I mean, the Browns have a lot of talent, and they're playing a team that is in a must-win situation. We don't win must-win games. Like, that's not what our franchise does. In my entire life, when it comes to must-win games, we just shit the bed. So, I wholeheartedly believe the Browns win this game. Another one for me. I'm taking the Commanders. I appreciate it. Yep. Cool. Foolish, but I appreciate it. The Browns <laughs> in their last four games. 10 points, 3 points, 10 points, and then a 27-point game. They can't score. So, uh, they will. They can't pick the Browns. I, I have I have no faith in my team to win this game. Like I I don't know I don't know like I I I'm glad we went back to Wentz because I do believe Wentz is a better quarterback than Heineke. Um and there's a possibility that we can put up more points than we have been, but 
this is just one of those games where it's like, oh man, the pressure's on, and we we collapse. Like if doesn't matter what players are on the team, what coaches in in. 37 years of watching the Commanders, all we would do is to collapse when the pressure's on. So I I have no faith that we're going to win this game. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. All right, uh, let's go with Jaguars at the Texans. Jaguars are favored by three. This is the first team that's not a home team that we've talked about favored to win. Crazy. Uh, the Texans did play better last week, but they did it against a bad team. The Jaguars, are, in my opinion, not a bad team. So I'm definitely going with the Jaguars. Yeah, the Texans beat the Titans last week. Yeah. I'm going Jaguars no, as no. well. No, no. Next up, you've got the 49ers at the Raiders. Raiders who Niners. benched Derek Carr. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm surprised the 49ers are only favored by nine and a half. Yeah. Like, Raiders are starting Jared Stidham. Come on. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, Jets <laughs> are favored by one and a half at the Seahawks. This one's tough, man. I, 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 Mike White's back at quarterback, so I, I'm excited for the Jets to get him back. But also starting for me in the Dynasty Championship. Ooh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Should go with the Seahawks though. I, the Seahawks. They, they need to get back on track. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they they find a way to win this game. I feel like this is the week where I either uh, catch back up or cannot don't have a single chance next week. I was going to say, I mean, yeah, you're going to have a, a, like four different so far. Like that's, <laughs> I'm going to take it's the Jets. Be, it's, I figured you would, but I like that. I... But I still, I, I just, I feel like the Seahawks, they need this win so much. It's the opposite of the Commanders. We need to win, which means we're not going to. The Seahawks need to win, which to me means they find a way to win. Mm -hmm. uh, Vikings at the Packers. Packers favored by three. I want the Vikings to win this game so freaking bad. But I do too. The problem here is that the Vikings are already locked in for the playoffs and the Packers yes. are not, which means the Packers will play harder and the Vikings just will not care. Plus they're playing yeah. at Lambeau. So. Exactly. I'm going with the Packers, but God, I want them to lose so much. I just want everyone to stop talking about them like a playoff team. Like I understand <laughs> that they've, they've charged back and they are, you know, like the, the 10 right now or some crap. Mm. Like good for them. But do you know how much needs to fall into place for them to make the playoffs? Like, it's just, it's very unrealistic. I, I just want them to lose so everybody can just let it go. Yeah, exactly. That's my dream. So that the off-season circus can begin. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's going to be a circus in Green Bay. Get ready. I'm curious to see what happens with Rodgers. I, I, it's going to be fun. I hope he just retires out of nowhere and becomes yeah. a Jeopardy yeah. host. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rams at Chargers. Chargers favored by six and a half in the battle for Los Angeles. This is a tough one, too, because the Chargers have locked up a playoff spot, and I think they've actually locked up their seed, too. I don't know. If, no, I think they can still move up to the six seed. Um, or five seed, whichever one. Baker's been playing really well, but I'm, I gotta go with the Chargers. I, they just have so much talent, and it, it feels like they're finally gelling this year together. I gotta go with the Chargers just because I need them to win. They have to win. They can't oh, allow yes. the Rams to win. 
That's yeah, there you go. Not non-negotiable. Chargers have to win. Are you going to use your bonus on the Chargers to will them to win? I really feel like I should use my bonus on one that we have different. Just to help myself a little bit more. So I'll go back and I'll look at the different ones. All right. Man, here that. you got you could make a real swing tomorrow, depending on how <laughs> these play out. Uh Steelers at the Ravens with the Ravens favored by two and a half. This one's actually kind of this is closer like, to me. No. This one's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Huntley's played played well. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I also am going with the Ravens. Yeah. Simply it's because I feel like either one of these teams could win, and I don't want to be different on this one. That's literally the only reason I'm not picking. Oh, I, I, yeah, I agree. I think either this is a is a lot closer than the two and a half line makes it seem to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Ravens are just they're they're playing better. Huntley's playing well. I, I, I see it. Uh, I, I think the Ravens get the win. Um, yeah. Lastly, you've got the Bills favored by one and a half at the Bengals. This one's tough, man. This one's real tough. Bengals are playing so well right now. I've already uh, spoiled this one earlier. Until they lose, I can't not pick the Bengals. I know. I know. Gosh. Um, it's in Cincinnati, too. Let's look at how the Bills. I mean, I know they played the Bears last week, but I want to look at how else they're doing. See, they're on a pretty good winning streak, too. Gosh. Yeah, they're on a six-game winning streak. It's it's so I I'm gonna go with the Bengals simply because they 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 are are fighting to try and still get the number one seed and, and they're at home. I don't know. I, I'm just going to go with the Bengals, but gosh, this one's close. <laughs> if we didn't already, this is the best game of the week. And oh, finally absolutely. a primetime game worth watching. This is a hell of a Monday night because game. we didn't talk about it, but that Christmas slate of games was it terrible. Yeah, so bad. Sucked. So I mean, like for them to be like this year, we're going to start having Christmas games and then for the Christmas games to be that bad. I'm like, what? You know what's funny? Look at, like, going into the season, the Packers, Dolphins, you know, Packers were expected to be better. Dolphins, you know, all that excitement. And that game, you know, besides Tua's concussion, wasn't terrible. Broncos, Rams, at the time, you had the Broncos with Wilson and all these, you know, hype. And then the Super Bowl champion Rams, mm-hmm. but but by the point by the time we get there, you get nothing of that. And then you know Tom Brady versus Kyler Murray, it was like there was so much promise when they made the schedule, but by the time we got to Christmas Day, it was just like I don't give a shit about any of these games. <laughs> well, let's see, one, two, at least half these t- five of these teams were playoff teams last year, so yeah. They, the Bucks, Bucks Cardinals, Packers, and the Rams were all playoff teams. I don't think the Dolphins were last year, and I don't 
I know. I'm pretty sure the Broncos aren't. So. No. No. I know. It's it's. They you know they were trying to compete with the NBA and and but they just you know it didn't didn't turn out that didn't way. Didn't work out that way for later. them. Yeah. yeah. So but yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Um, if we didn't already have so many different this week, I'd probably go with the Bills to be different. But we already have like four different, so there's a uh, there's plenty of chance for you to make up some ground or chance for me to to solidify the the win with a with a week left. <laughs> yep. I'm looking at the games. We have different Patriots Dolphins. That one's pretty close. I don't think I want to use it there. Bucks Panthers. That might be one place. Browns Commanders. And then what is the last one? Seahawks, Seahawks Jets. Jets. Okay. You you love the Jets this year. I'm surprised you don't use it on uh, on that one. Oh, they've been disappointing me a lot the last six weeks. I'm gonna use it on the Dolphins. All right. That's I mean that's a good one. I I the, all the ones that we have different are very close games. Like yeah. I I could go either way in in any of them. Um but I do like when we have some different ones. So I I will I won't change my picks to be a dick. It'll be it'll make it more fun at the end. Exactly. All right. Well, let's see. What do you got? Let's get some fantasy sleepers in here for this uh, yeah, fantasy so championship. I, my I picks were all light. My picks were all people that are playing in my championship games. So, oh, I like that. This is where we're at with the, our players that are, you are sure sleepers. Sure, you want to do that though, because don't they don't your picks usually not pan out that way? <laughs> Odds are they're not going be, to anyway. So you whatever. might be jinxing your players, but uh, yeah, my quarterback. I went with Deshaun Watson against the Commanders. He's the twentieth ranked quarterback. I mentioned it earlier. I wholeheartedly believe that the Browns will. Score points and win this game. As the twentieth ranked quarterback, um, I think he'll he'll finish higher than that. So, if you're if you're desperate for a quarterback this week or just playing daily, that's that's my pick. Well, I got Mike White on the Jets coming back from his injury. Um, I don't know where he's ranked. I didn't look up the rankings on these guys, but I just know that they're all not in the top ten. So yeah, I think Mike White was actually right after Deshaun Watson or something. He was like right around him. So yeah, I feel like it's Mike White. He's played good in his three games he started before he got hurt, and so coming back in a game they have to win, they need to win uh, against a team that they have a very good chance of beating in the Seahawks because the Seahawks defense sucks. I think Mike White should have a good week. Yeah, he should. He should. Uh, I agree. Uh, running back, I went with Tyler Algier against the Cardinals. Tyler Algier's had had a pretty good stretch of the last, I believe, two weeks or three weeks. Um, he's played really well, and the Cardinals uh, have nothing left to play for. They have they have nothing but pride, and and at this point, I don't even know if they have that left. So I think he'll he'll definitely uh, he, again. He was also the twentieth ranked. Um, so I, I definitely see him finishing. Yep. Finishing higher than 20. I have Zach Moss of the Indianapolis Colts, who is projected to get, I think, 10 points this week. He's led the Colts the last two weeks with uh, double-digit rushes for good amounts of yards, despite the fact that the team sucks. So yeah. <laughs> I think Zach Moss will definitely – outdo himself from the last few weeks because he's got like 15 rushes to 20 rushes a week with only like 30 to 50 yards on those rushes so 
if he actually you know can break some of some of them off for the Colts against the uh, the Giants, whose defense isn't that great against the run, then it should be all right. But we'll see. Yeah, I, I like that one. I I mean, especially you're starting Nick Foles at quarterback. Indianapolis is so you know lean on the running game and um, yeah, I think uh, I think he can break one against against the Giants defense. Receivers, I went with Christian Watson, Green Bay against Minnesota. Green Bay is in a absolute must-win situation against the team that doesn't have much left to play for. Um, you know, Watson is the 18th-ranked receiver for this week. I don't think he's going to have a huge game like he did when you know when he first broke out a couple weeks ago and he was scoring like 30 some odd points a game. But I, I see him getting 18 to 20. Um, my pick for this week is someone that might not actually even play and actually i think he it's a bad pick because i think he got moved to from questionable to out um yeah, that's not good. yeah he's been ruled out so it doesn't it doesn't even really count so yeah. i'll go with another one and i don't know if he where he ranks but johan dotson is another one. Oh, boy that's um that's an interesting one because he i believe has a touchdown in his last four games mm -hmm. and you know, with the switch to Wentz, it's it's interesting. I'm I'm curious to see does you know does Wentz use him? He did earlier in the year. I mean, Dotson I think started the season with like a touchdown in two or three straight games with Wentz, so mm -hmm. he could he, he could keep it up and, and score again. Um, I mean, they're going to have to throw, so they're definitely going to be throwing the ball. Well, the problem for me is that it it's a decision. The decision comes down to pay, putting Curtis Samuel in or Dotson. Oh, you're just all about the commanders receivers. There was nothing uh, yeah. to pick up. I picked up Debo, <laughs> but then he got ruled out. So then I had to put in Dotson or Samuel. So yeah, I, I would definitely go with Dotson over Samuel. Samuel's like the gadgety run out the backfield type thing. But when it comes to the passing game, Dotson and McLaurin are, are their top two targets. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Samuel catch a couple passes, but um touchdown wise Dotson has the better chance of getting a touchdown yeah the only other two I have and that Chase Claypool's questionable so he might not even play I would I would start him anyways <laughs> yeah exactly and then the other one is Chris Moore from the Texans so it's like uh, yeah two commanders a Texan or a bear take your pick in the championship somebody that doesn't have a quarterback somebody that doesn't get thrown to or two commanders receivers so <laughs> I mean my receiver core in the championships already a mixed bag. DJ Moore from Carolina. He's been all right. Who's being thrown to by um, Darnold. Sam Darnold. <laughs> but uh, Joe Dotson. A couple of good games with Darnold the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, you might be DJ Moore might lead you to a championship. Another strong game. And then the one that's supposed to, the one that's been good all year, Tyree Kill. So, hopefully, uh, Teddy Bridgewater can oof, get him the ball. God, yeah, you're you're in bad shape, man. That's what I'm saying. Every is that also, one. Is that one of the dynasty leagues, or is that the league where you had Conklin go off against you? Uh, that's the one with Conklin. That sucks. <laughs> not so Conklin. Not only are you... uh, the, it was oh, the... Schultz, yeah. Yeah, Dalton. Dalton Schultz, yeah. So. so you are already in the hole, and your receivers are all just... Well, the Dallas kicker got me 10 points, which is a pretty decent kicker yeah, number. Bad. So. Yeah. Yeah, not too shabby. Well, I said Conklin because I was reading ahead. Uh, my tight end pick is Tyler Conklin. Uh, Mike White's back. That offense should be 
scoring some points. He's the 14th ranked tight end. Tight end is just a shithole anyways, so I might as well throw him in. I think he gets a couple catches from White. And well, that makes sense. I like Conklin. White and Conklin have, from what I remember, a pretty decent uh, connection. Relationship. Yeah, I've got Juwan Johnson, the tight end from the Saints, up against the Eagles. For That's another one of the tight ends I'm playing. So, yeah, there we go. Tight end is a tough, tough, tough position, man. That's why I'm getting rid of it next year in all my leagues. <laughs> yeah, <sure>. Buy <laughs> tight ends. You are now. No, I'm serious. A I'm gonna make flex. it a flex position. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody wants to draft Travis Kelsey and play him, they can, but I'm not gonna be forced into drafting, you know, some jabroni in the twelfth round and getting five points out of him. <laughs> Were there even twelve like fantasy relevant tight ends a week? Everybody we could have picked all season was a fantasy sleeper. If I go look right now and look at the twelfth tight end, and I'm gonna do it because it's gonna make me laugh. I guarantee they are like 80 points behind Travis Kelsey. So the number one tight end, Travis Kelsey, has 305 points mm -hmm. um, in this ESPN league. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. The 12th tight end, David Njoku, has 126 a hundred and seventy points behind Travis Kelsey. Literally ten points a week. That's that's stupid. <laughs> like that's just I mean, Kelsey's already a hundred points ahead of the next closest tight end, which is TJ Hawkinson, who's number two. Who had a forty like, point game last week, so before yeah. last week. He was even farther behind him. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just it's just a dumb position. Like it's just there's no point. In enforcing, like literally, Travis Kelsey's projected 17, and then you've got Jawan Johnson's projected eight, less than half. Like, the, the good yeah. news is, I can drop the crappy backup I have in the dynasty and keep Mark Andrews. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and that's the point. You can still start Mark Andrews in that flex position, but, you know, people won't be obligated to start a tight end. That's, that's the way I'm doing things, but. All right, well, that was uh, week 17 preview. That, that's, you know, our, our, our pent-ultimate podcast of the season, they call it. Next next week is our, our uh, wait, is that the right term? What is the, what's the final one then? I don't, I don't know. It's pent-ultimate and then, uh, yeah, second to last is pent-ultimate and then. I forget what the term is for uh... finale. Yeah, but there's like a fancy term for it. I'm just completely blanking on right now. So yeah. whatever. <laughs> you got me. But yeah, that'll be our last one of the regular season. But of course, we'll still do playoff podcasts, and um, and then once the the playoffs and Super Bowl are over, you know, we'll figure out what we're what we're gonna do for the off season. My what my the... my my recommendation is a monthly version where we just recap everything that news and fun little tidbits you know we something. can talk about the combine and then free agency and pro days and stuff but we don't have to do it each week yeah <laughs> force ourselves to talk about it every week yeah works for a little me. overkill so all right cool buddy well thanks everybody for coming out and listening uh 
to the live stream for everybody listening to the audio version of the podcast and for those of you watching over on youtube we appreciate you and thank you for that hope you guys enjoy your games and your teams win this weekend give you that uh that playoff scenario you want unless you're a green bay packers fan sorry um (laughs) but yeah so apologize to those animals yeah (laughs) all right everybody thanks for listening this was episode 19 we'll be back next week for episode 20 and until then we will uh see you in week 17 yes sir bye everybody later